Hello, and welcome to the Encouragement Expert Podcast. We're glad you're joining us today. Let's join Pastor Wes Doffenbaugh with today's encouraging word titled, Keep Striking the Arrows of Prayer. Praise the Lord. It's a delight to be with you today. I love each one of you, and God bless you in Jesus' name. I have a powerful sermon. Let's say a prayer first. Lord, we ask you to open ears and hearts to hear this word and help us uh, uh, make the most of it for your glory. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. My title is Don't Stop Striking the Arrows of Prayer. Now, I'm going to say some things about the 2020 election, and if any of you are big fans of Joe Biden, then uh, I pray that you'll listen with patience. Um, In the 2020 election, the Republicans had outstanding results. It was a year to set redistricting. That only happens every 10 years. The Democratic Party had hoped to win uh, state houses in the different states, especially Republican states, so that they could handle the redistricting, and that would let them probably keep the congressional seats. But they didn't win any Republican states, and in fact, they lost one of their own. They lost the legislature in New Hampshire. Now, this is uh, huge for the elections in 2022. They also picked up two additional governors, I believe, and somewhere between six and 12 new congressional seats, congressmen or congresswomen for the United States uh, House of Representatives. Plus, so far we've held, or the Republicans have held the Senate. And just this morning, uh, I read that uh, one of the congressional races that had been called for a Democrat has been now switched over, and the Republican is the winner because they found a big bunch of votes that had not been turned in from one of their main collection places. So uh, the Republicans have done very well. Now, Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough of MSNBC, how many of you think, no matter who you like for president, you probably, uh, you, you know of him? Now, he's uh, what we would consider a very left-wing person, left-wing media outlet. Here's what he said. Quote, I've got to put a sidebar in here because after the dust settles, if Joe Biden ends up winning the presidency, then I think a lot of people are going to turn to what happened to the Democratic Party. There is no way to put this other than to say Joe Biden winning looks like a one-off This election, for the most part, was an absolute repudiation of the Democratic Party as a brand. Their brand doesn't work across most of America. It just doesn't, unquote. Well, that's astounding coming from one of the left-wing media's uh, favorite uh, uh, reporters. Now, a one-off, as he puts it, is very accurate because as of the writing of this sermon, the the Republican investigators have found 450,000 ballots discovered in the key states, you know, the swing states, with only one presidential candidate filled in, only, uh, in other words, no downline voting at all. The only uh, person filled in on the ballot was Joe Biden. That sounds like fraudulent uh, votes, of course. Uh, a real voter would have voted for a, a congressman or a senator or some local dog catcher or something. Now, <clears throat> so obviously they were in a big hurry uh, to fill those ballots out. Also, Judicial Watch is making the claim that 1.8 million ballots were mailed to dead people. The mail-in ballots went to dead people. And uh, Georgia, it's reported that... Uh, 27,000 of the votes came in from people over 90 years of age, which is very suspicious. So the Republicans are checking that out to see if they actually voted. Now, on January 5th, there will be an election in Georgia where two Senate seats are voted on, neither one uh, won by 50 percent, so there has to be a runoff. If both of those seats were lost to the Democrats, then... The House would be 50, or the Senate rather, would be 50 Republicans, 50 Democrats, and the Vice President would be the tiebreaker vote. If somehow that ended up being Kamala Harris, then the entire left wing agenda could be forced upon the American people and, and the nation as we know it would be gone. That's not an exaggeration, that actually is uh, their plan. That's my introduction. Now, my first point is to you, dear Christian friends, keep striking the arrows of prayer in faith. Strike the arrows 
in faith-believing prayer. Many major prophets have said that Donald Trump would be reelected. Many. Now, Lance Walno uh, says that it will take the Supreme Court this time, but that President Trump will remain for four years. Veronica West is probably my favorite, a wonderful prophetic lady in England. For over a year, she's been saying that uh, she's had visions and spiritual dreams of President Trump being God's elected. Mark Taylor, he's the man that uh, wrote the book, The Trump Prophecies. Long before uh, President Trump even ran for office, uh, this man was told by God that he would be president, and he was told that he would support, uh, that President Trump would appoint five judges to the Supreme Court. Well, he's appointed three. It's going to take a second term to get to five. So my point there is that many, many, many very uh, established prophetic people have almost unanimously said that it's God's will for President Trump to have a second term. Now, here's the, here's the catch. When Elisha, the great prophet Elisha, the double portion Elisha, after he followed Elijah, you know, he got a double portion of his miraculous anointing. And when Elisha was on his deathbed, the king of Israel came for prayer because the Syrian army up north had just about wiped him out completely. And the old prophet laid his hands on the king's hands to transfer anointing to him, and then he told the king to shoot an arrow out the window. And as that arrow flew out the window, the old prophet said, that's the Lord's arrow of victory over the Syrians. You're going to completely destroy the Syrians at Aphek. And then he told the king, now take the arrows and strike the ground. Well, the king hit the arrows down three times and stopped. And the old prophet got angry. He said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have completely destroyed the Syrians. Now you will only defeat them three times. Now, how could a prophetic word go from complete destroying the Syrians to just winning three battles? Well, here's the point. You only, God can name anything but you only get what you claim, all right? No matter what God names, you only get what you claim. So God can have a great, big, wonderful will for you, but you'll only get it if you claim it, and you'll only get as much as you claim. Well, uh, that's what happened to the king of Israel. He won three battles, but uh, the enemy grew back to be a huge problem to Israel. Now, again, God has announced victory for President Trump through many notable prophetic people. But remember, this is very key. God announces his will through the prophets, but he brings it to pass through the intercessors. You know that an intercessor is someone that can get answers to prayer. And that's where you come in, you see. Dear friend, listen to me now. You're, you are extremely important. You may not be able to find the computer glitches that switch thousands of Trump votes to Biden. And you not, may not be able to give thousands of dollars to the legal fund that will investigate all that. But you can do something very important. I'm reminded of Peter when the, uh, the lame man looked at him for alms. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And so similarly, and the man was healed, of course. Now, you have something very similar. You can bring massive glory to God through your ability to get answers to prayer. And here's my second point. Little old you can bring massive glory to God. And yes, I'm talking to you. Now, for the first 20 years of my ministry, I kept praying, use me, Lord. Use me to bring you glory. Use me to bring you glory. After about 20 years, that prayer switched to, use me, Lord, to bring you massive glory. And I prayed that for about 25 years. And now my prayer for the last couple of years is, help me, use me to help others bring you massive glory. And that's really, really important to me, that I help you bring God massive glory. Now, this was probably 25 years ago when God spoke this to me. He said, because uh, I'd been starting to pray that prayer, use me to bring you massive glory. And he spoke to me and said, the desire to bring me massive glory is actually a call to prayer. Because you can never bring me massive glory unless you keep your spirit sweet so that you can open a door for me in prayer. Then I'll come through the door and do the really massive things you could never do. Now, that is 
a profound truth. You see, every sweet-spirited believer who has repented of their own sins has direct access to the throne of God. And you're the redeemed. You're God's children. You have sweet spirits. Uh, and so you have access to God's throne, and you can open a door for God to come do something massive, and in this case, massive national revival that spreads to the nations, you see, because this is not a political battle, actually, this is a spiritual battle. Abortion is something the devil wants to have our nation in so that he can uh, bring a curse upon this nation, and uh, it's, it's such a... Uh, the abortion issue is a huge spiritual battle, all right? Now, this Roe versus Wade uh, decision that uh, legalized abortion in America could be overcome if we hold the Senate. We have a new judge who's a wonderful Christian lady, Amy Coney Barrett. And so now we have five uh, conservative judges and one swing vote judge, John Roberts, the chief justice, was supposed to be a conservative. He's been voting most of the time with the liberals. Uh, so we don't have to have his vote now, and uh, the conservatives really are there uh, in in power. Um, we want Donald Trump, of course, to win the presidency because uh, one of the conservatives, like Judge Justice Thomas, for instance, is getting pretty elderly and might retire. All right, now, I believe that President Trump winning is a major part of national revival. But I believe that Joe Biden, if he was to win, would be a major part of Satan's plan to prevent national revival. Now, listen to this Bible verse in Hebrews 4, 15. The Bible says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to emphasize uh, empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who's been uh, tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So when you're praying, friend, ask for mercy for America because that grace said, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find uh, grace to help us in our time of need. Mercy comes before compassion. And so when you pray, ask God's, for God's mercy on America. It's, it's tragic that so many millions of people voted for the Democratic agenda. See, you might think, well, they voted for people. But the agenda is really, really bad. If you read that agenda, I would say that it's right straight out of hell. And that Satan blinded people to vote that way because when you're voting that way, you're voting for, number one, for abortion. And uh, so if you vote that way, now what's happened is Satan has gone before the throne of God and he's accusing you and he wants to, God to judge you and whack you. And so he's asking for God to bring massive judgment on this nation. So what we want to do is pray, Father, forgive them. They didn't know what they were doing. Have mercy on America and bring justice. See, not judgment, justice. We want justice to be returned to the Justice Department and to the FBI and, and justice in the election. And then mercy is going to bring revival instead of national judgment. And so God can judge people individually. Now, uh, when, uh, you know, God will judge what I call the prophets of Baal. Uh, that is people who are very, very hardened in their wickedness. And God can bring judgment individually on people. And so we pray, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And God knows who is like King Herod. In the book of Acts, uh, God struck a man named Saul of Tarsus who was viciously persecuting the Christians, but he hit him with a lightning bolt from heaven and turned him into the apostle Paul that wrote 13 books of the Bible. But God also struck a guy named King Herod who had uh, murdered John the Baptist, and then he had murdered James the apostle, and he was planning on killing Peter. Well, God let Peter out of prison, but he struck King Herod, and he was eaten by worms right in front of people. Suddenly, the worms of hell came up and ate him, and it was a most shameful and instantaneous and frightening death. So the raindrops of God's glory falling can hit one person and destroy them. It can hit another and convert that person. 
And only God knows the hearts of the people. So we uh, never pray, uh, Lord, wipe this person out. We think they're evil. Well, they might be someone that would turn into an apostle Paul if they were hit with mercy. Now, when Daniel was interceding for the Jews to return back to Jerusalem and Judah from uh, Babylonian captivity, he had read uh, the prophet Jeremiah's writings and realized that God promised that that uh, exile would only last 70 years, and 70 years was up. And so he realized that the prophecy had been spoken by a true prophet, but it still hadn't been actuated. The Jews still hadn't returned. So Daniel began to pray the promise. And he said, give ear our God and hear. Open our eyes and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. That would be Jerusalem that was destroyed uh, by the Babylonians 70 years or some years prior. And he says, we do not make requests of you because we're righteous, but because of your great mercy. That's Daniel 9, 19. Now, he said, we don't make requests of you because we're righteous, but because of your great mercy. Now, Daniel was righteous, but he didn't make his appeal based on his righteousness, but rather he made his appeal based on something much greater and infinite, that is God's mercy. So when you pray for America, would you please remember to ask God for mercy? Now, rather than have God hit some left-wing sinner with a hailstone of judgment, we should desire that God would hit them with a raindrop of his glory <laughs> and, uh, and let them find salvation in Christ and be changed. Now, my third point, I want to give you a prediction from a teacher. You say, well, I've heard of predictions from a prophet, but how can a teacher predict anything? Well, I can make a pretty accurate prediction, not on the basis of visions and dreams, but on the basis of Scripture. So I'm going to give you some that I believe will help you uh, know what's going to happen. And then at the end of the message, I'm going to give you what I believe to be some very accurate visions and dreams from uh, Veronica West, who I believe is a special gift to the body of Christ. Now, this is a verse that you ought to memorize, 1 John 5, 14 through 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. That's why you want to read the Bible so you get to know God. You're going to know what he likes, like the lady that goes to the store and knows what kind of bread her husband wants. She doesn't have to call him on the phone. She knows what kind of coffee he wants. So the more you uh, read the Bible, the more you get to know God and you know what he likes. And then when you pray, you can ask according to his will. Now, the Trump agenda uh, this coming term is to give school vouchers to all parents, and that would break the power of the teachers' union. Christian schools and charter schools could flourish and, friend, few things could change our nation, do more good than this, because the public school system, on the whole, there's a few good people in it, but on the whole, it's very, very corrupt and very inefficient. And uh, uh, Joe Biden, however, has promised to defund all charter schools. Now, that would consign, consign the inner city blacks and the Hispanics uh, to failing public schools, because many times the charter school will be in the same building with the same ethnic mix from the neighborhood, but those kids will all be getting uh, good grades, whereas only about uh, 15% or 20% of the kids in the public school, right in the same building, same neighborhood, same ethnic mix, and they're almost all flunking. Now, do you think that it's God's will to have uh, lousy schools for, for the kids? Do you think God wants the kids to be taught that they can choose their own sex? God's the creator. He creates us male and female. I, I can't believe it's God's will for, uh, for, for the sex education to be so perverted. Um, do you want the kids to be taught that America was conceived in evil? Uh, and not by the pilgrims who came looking for a place where they could practice freedom of religion? Do you want the kids to be taught that communism is a good thing? Well, see, uh, you pray according to God's will, and, and I believe that uh, President Trump, when he wants to give vouchers and let the parents decide what's a good school, that has to be a good thing. 
And so we're asking for a good gift there. Now, I'm all pro-choice when it comes to school vouchers, see? People use the word pro-choice all the time in regard to abortion. Well, we ought to give the little baby a choice. <laughs> but when it comes to schools, parents ought to have pro-choice. All right. Uh, now, pro-life. The, uh, president Trump's the most pro-life president we've ever had in America. And I want to ask you, do you think it's God's will for the little babies to be torn apart in their mother's womb? See, the the left, the political left, has turned what should be the safest, most nurturing, loving place in the world, that is a mother's womb, and turned it into a den of horrifying slaughter. Now, that's a terrible perversion. If you think God overlooks that, you got another think coming. Uh, God hates that, and he wants that changed. Now, have you heard the slogan, Black Lives Matter? Well, do you agree with that? then you ought to be concerned that uh, so many uh, black babies are aborted. Uh, for every 10 live births of black children, there are four that are aborted, which is almost four times the percentage rate at which white babies are aborted. It's decimating the black community. That's why uh, Kanye West and, and, and other uh, Black leaders are starting to say, hey, wait a minute, this, uh, this uh, agenda here is uh, decimating us. We've got to get away from this. All right, so we're talking about when you ask according to God's will, he hears us, see? So we got to say, well, Lord, it has to be your will to have a pro-life president. I'm asking according to your will, I be- and I believe you hear. And so you pray with confidence, and you don't get all shook up by what the news media is telling you. Now, America leads the world in carbon reduction rates. Uh, We got out of the Paris Agreement, which was a crazy thing. But we're so into natural gas, then that cleans, uh, burns cleanly, and and that's made possible through fracking. So we're leading the world already in carbon reduction rates. But Joe Biden wants to shut all that down. And right now we're energy independent, and gasoline is cheap, but... Uh, that would all change so dramatically. Uh, Biden is tied very tightly to the New Green Deal, which would just plunge our nation into poverty. I don't believe God wants poverty for our nation. How about high taxes? Could it be God's will to heavily burden the entire economy again with huge tax increases and massive regulation? Well, forest management. The Trump agenda believes that we ought to uh, remove dead wood from the forest so these fires don't uh, be so terribly devastating. And I could go on and on. The president wants to protect Israel and help the Jews be at peace with their neighbors. But Joe Biden would renew the Iran deal, and that was going to guarantee that Iran, the arch enemy of Israel, would have a nuclear bomb within 10 years. President Trump wants legal immigration, but wants to stop the illegal immigration that allows gangs, drugs, and to, to pour in over the border, as well as uh, people with diseases and uh, uh, people that just take jobs from those that are already here. Whereas the Democratic agenda is for uh, completely open borders, which would mean no nation at all. Now, if we ask according to God's will, he hears us. You have to look at those two agendas and figure out which one is God's will and then pray for that and believe that that's what's going to happen. Because, you see, God will hear the people who are praying the prophetic word, praying according to his will. So if he announces my prophetic will is President Trump have a second term, then don't get shook up if Antifa riots or if the newscasters make fun of you or if Hollywood elites trash you. Uh, Because, listen now, all of them put together cannot stop God from answering prayer. And that's why the Bible says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Zechariah 4, 6. Now, my fourth point here, and I'm continuing to predict the future as a teacher, not a prophet. Uh, But God said to Abraham, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. That's Genesis 12, 3, and and of course, Abraham uh, is the ancestor and patriarch of of, uh, Israel. Now, Donald Trump has been the best friend Israel has ever had. He's brought a peace treaty with three Muslim countries, and there are more coming on board all the time. But Joe Biden, when he was vice president under Obama, they together made the Iran deal uh, 
and uh, basically guaranteed a nuclear weapon for Iran after 10 years and gave them billions in cash, which they've used to spread terror. Now, here's the point. If God lets Donald J. Trump be shamed and trashed after all he's done for Israel, what will that do to God's name and reputation? See, the enemies will scoff and they'll say, look what happens to you when you help Israel. Well, yeah, look what happens to you. So God has to defend his own name and his own reputation, not just President Trump. Does does that make sense? And so when we pray, one of the main things I pray is, God, you've got to stand up for your own name. You've got to stand up for the integrity of your word. And, of course, God will. Now, Lance Walno, uh, he's, he's the one that told President Trump in the very beginning that God said, you are like Cyrus. And uh, Cyrus was uh, uh, announced prophetically by the prophet Isaiah. Uh, I think it was like 200 years before he came. But uh, Cyrus was the Persian king who helped the Jews go back uh, in, and uh, re-inhabit the nation that had been conquered and rebuild the temple. And so uh, that was prophesied of Cyrus in Isaiah chapter 45. Now, President Trump is the 45th president, and Lance Wallnau is the one who said, you're going to be like Cyrus. God says, uh, the 45th president, you're going to do the, something similar. All right, now... Uh, because President Trump has been such a friend to Israel and such a help to Israel, he has drawn the most strong angelic protection that there is. The Bible says in Daniel 12.1 that Michael, the archangel, which is the top warring angel according to the Bible, that he is the angel that protects Israel. And uh, Lance believes that... uh, he says, I, if I heard him right, he saw a vision of the archangel Michael walking beside President Trump. And he believes that President Trump's successful elf efforts to help Israel have brought about the most powerful angelic help. Now, my fifth point, and I'm still continuing to predict the future as a teacher, not as a prophet. Jesus said this, He said, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, you want to ask the Father to give you a new nature and give you eternal life and then fill you with his Holy Spirit, see? And if you'll ask him to do that, he'll do that for every one of you. In the same verse, it's worded a little different in Matthew 7, 11. And here Jesus said, If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So the Holy Spirit is the best of the good gifts. But the point is, remember Jesus said, If, you're, if, you're, if your son asks for a fish, will you give him a snake? If he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? We said, well, no, no. And well, Jesus said, if you won't do that, then your father's not going to do that. Now, bring this home here to where we live right now. If I ask God for a president who is honest, who gives his salary away to a different charity each month, who refuses to ask for large donations from Wall Street companies so he doesn't have to be beholden to them, That's a good gift. Would God give me a snake instead? Now, this might make you mad, but I'm going to say that Joe Biden has been a very corrupt politician for a long time, selling his influence through his son to make millions for his family, even if it uh, was a bad deal for America. Would God give me a president who is pro-abortion? You see, to me, that's a snake. Now, I'm asking for something good. (laughs) Uh, Would God give me a snake? You say, well... Well, then he can't. He can't do that. It's right there in his word. And that's why we can know that even if the news media has pronounced Joe Biden the winner, God has not. But we need to pray through uh, the prophetic destiny and pray through the destiny of our nation. But see, that's why I'm telling you, you pray with confidence and you praise God. And then you're going to watch, no matter what you believe, you watch what happens in the next couple of months as This is reversed, and President Trump's given a second term, and America's going to break out in revival, and that's beginning. 
Now, if I ask for a godly vice president who loves the Lord, which is exactly what Mike Pence is, he's a very godly man, really loves the Lord, he's got a lot of executive experience, would God give me a scorpion instead? And I believe that uh, Kamala Harris, you know, everyone says she's the most left-wing senator in American history, more left than the notorious Bernie Sanders. Now, you may like that, but... Uh, I don't like uh, Marxism. I really don't like socialism, communism. It has a a total 100% history of failure, of bringing poverty, and massive amounts of people persecuted and dying. Uh, And that's in in many, many, many millions in Russia and China. And, uh, well, we just don't want that here. That would be a scorpion. Now, I believe the democratic agenda is snakes and scorpions. And, uh, you know, so if people are deceived by the devil, then they, they're, they're thinking that's a good thing, but they wouldn't like it if they got it. See, they won't like uh, socialism if they get it. So, friend, I'm asking you not to get all shook up by the secular media. The Bible says that the devil is the prince and power of the air. And uh, he has a lot of control over what goes on in the media. And uh, the media, for the most part, is pretty much controlled by the devil. And so you get a warped picture coming from them. You'd think that your prayers has not been answered. You'd think that you ask for a fish, but you got a snake. You ask for an, an egg, but you got a scorpion. And you think, if you listen to the news, that your prayers have failed and they have not been answered. But I want you to know, uh, you just got to quit listening to those uh, news sources that are controlled by the wrong spirit. You say, well, where can I go for news? Uh, 1cbnnews.com, that's Pat Robertson's network, that's pretty good. Newsmax.com is pretty good. Um, Breitbart News on the internet is pretty good, and you may know some other ones. But I can't trust Fox News anymore. Conservatives used to listen to Fox News. Now they Fox has uh, betrayed us. Uh, their message at best is mixed. But for the most part, it has switched over, and it's very much like CNN, ABC, NBC, and MSNBC in the public broadcasting system. They're all very biased for the Democratic Party, and I believe they're controlled spiritually by the prince of the power of the air. You see Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, and that's where that title is given to guess who. Now, my sixth point is remember what happened to Absalom. If you're familiar with the Bible, you'll know that David was anointed king and uh, chosen and anointed by God. But eventually his oldest son, Absalom, rebelled and plotted to overthrow and kill his father and become king in his place. And so he went up from Jerusalem to a town called Hebron, and he said then, sound the trumpet in Hebron and say, Absalom is king in Hebron. And so uh, he had been charming the people of Israel. You know, he'd he'd, uh, meet them when they came to court, and he'd uh, give them a big hug instead of a handshake, and he'd say, if I, you have a just case, if I was the judge, I'd, I'd render it in your favor. And the Bible says he stole the hearts of the men of Israel and then eventually pronounced himself king, except that God had not said that he was king. He wasn't God's choice. He just uh, claimed he was king. But then a whole bunch of people started to claim he was king, almost the whole nation. And King David who was the anointed and the choice of God, had to retreat and run for his life with those who were loyal to him. They were tired. They were exhausted. God brought him some people to help him in the wilderness, and he had to regroup. And now the Bible says that David's personal counselor sided with Absalom. And here's these words, And so the conspiracy gained strength, and Absalom's following kept on increasing. And that's exactly what's happening in our time right now is that this big conspiracy to steal the election through voter fraud is a, is a conspiracy and it's been gaining strength. And some of the people that should be president, loyal to the president have switched over and they're loyal to the wrong side. Now, Joe Biden is being crowned president by the media only. It's a phony coronation. And uh, some people, 
Mitt Romney, for instance, a senator from Utah, first Republican to call and congratulate Joe Biden. That sounds like treachery to me, not like, uh, not like somebody being a good sport, but somebody being not very smart, to put it very mildly. This was and is a conspiracy it's voter fraud carefully planned by using millions of mail-out ballots and Democratic governors and mayors who organize the counting and have pushed out the observers that are supposed to be from the other side and wouldn't let them observe. Mail-in ballots sent to many thousands of dead people. Judicial Watch claims that number is 1.8 million Counting in Georgia was stopped when Trump was ahead. It was stopped at 10.30 at night on election night and the Republican witnesses were sent home, and then the Democrats in charge started counting again and went till 1 a.m. with no observers present. And uh, computer glitches have been discovered. I believe they were discovered in one state uh, where they switched 6,000 votes at a time from President Trump and just credited them over to Joe Biden. Now, that's Dominion software, and it was updated... Just one day before the election in Georgia, for instance, they, they put a patch in on it. And that's been used in 28 states, plus 450,000 votes in swing states have been found with only Joe Biden's name filled in and none of the downline candidates marked. And this is, uh, you know, this is, uh, I'm recording this on November 11th, so if you listen to this afterwards, you're going to know a lot more uh, because so much is going to continue to come out. But at this point, the media... The sec, you know, the secular media is saying there's there's no evidence of fraud. Well, that's what Joe Biden has been saying about his hun, son Hunter and the selling of his influence, even when he's on videotape saying, "I told the uh, Ukrainians to fire that prosecutor in six hours, or they're not getting uh, what was it, six billion dollars in loan guarantees." So, uh, you know, then he says, there's no fraud here. There's nothing to see. And that's the same thing. The news media is doing the same thing now. All right. Well, Absalom ended up making his attack against his father with a vast army that far outnumbered David's loyal troops. And here's what the Bible says. The battle took place in the forest of Ephraim. There, Israel's troops, that means uh, Absalom's troops, were routed by David's men and the casualties that day was very great, 20,000 men. The battle spread over, over the whole countryside, and the forest swallowed up more men that day than the sword. Second Samuel 18, verse 6 through 8. Now, one translation says the forest devoured more men than the sword. That means the forest killed more people than the sword. And how could that happen? You see, if you were a troop and you were running away from somebody— Running into a forest would normally help you because you could hide, you could disappear into the trees. So how could a forest devour more than the sword? So I have to read between the lines there, and I, I imagine an angel pulling back a big old tree branch and just waiting till one of Absalom's troops was coming and then letting go of it and twang, you know, it would just hit him with a knockout blow. And I believe thousands of angels fought in the forest using the trees. In fact, Absalom himself was caught hanging in a tree, uh, caught by his long hair. Now, didn't he have enough sense to, uh, to ride properly? I think probably an angel bent that tree branch down and purposely entangled it in his hair. Now, what's my point? You say, what, what point are you making? Okay, here it is. My point is that strange things are going to happen as God fights for President Trump. And you can watch and see what happens. You see, God did that for David because God had chosen David and God had anointed David. And when somebody else tried to take his place, uh, it didn't work out well. Now, I want to bring you my seventh point. And true prophetic people give us visions and dreams that reveal God's will. Remember, that's the purpose of them, not to make us say, oh, well, then it's done. We can sit down. We, uh, God said, no. The prophetic word always reveals God's will. Then the intercessors have to pray it into effect. Always keep that in mind. Now, Veronica West is a lady that lives in England. She's not an American. She's not a Republican, not a Democrat. But she 
is very, very close to the Lord. And for a year, she's been sharing visions and dreams regarding President Trump. Now, these are not intended to make us relax and think that victory's in the bag, but these visions reveal God's will. Then we must ask God's will to be done on earth, you see. Remember, Elijah announced the end of a a three-and-a-half-year drought by saying, I hear the sound of abundant rain. He told Ahab, you know, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rain. The famine's over. But then he went up on Mount Carmel and prayed. And then he sent his servant to look to see if there was any rain clouds forming. The servant said, there's nothing. So the Bible says he sent him seven times more. That would mean he prayed eight times until a cloud the size of a man's hand began to rise out of the ocean. And, and uh, the servant said, there's a little tiny cloud rising out there. And, and he knew that was it. And so it began to grow into a great and massive storm. And the rains came and the, the drought and the famine were ended. But notice, the prophet is the one that said the drought was ended. And then he's the one that went and prayed until the prophecy came to pass. So I I have this little phrase, pray the prophecy. Now keep that in mind. Veronica West has so many dreams and visions, you could spend several days reading them all if you went to her website, hiskingdomprophecy.com, and uh, there's other people on that website, but if you look for Veronica West, then you can bring up an archive of her prophetic words and just have yourself a bunch of fun. So first of all, I want to give a prophetic dream of the donkey pinata. Now, she saw this a couple weeks before the 2020 election. And she saw a large tree with a red rope hanging down from the tree. And a pinata in the shape of a donkey was hanging on that rope. The donkey had a big bulging belly. And it was made of ceramic uh, clay. Well, we could say it was made of china, uh, you know, China's a form of clay that's baked and stuff. So uh, then seven elephants came and surrounded that tree that had the pinata in it. The pinata looked like a great big donkey with a huge bulging belly. So then in the, in the dream vision, one uh, stepped forward. Elephant raised its big trunk, and its trunk turned into a shofar, which is uh, like a ram's horn that the Jews blow as a trumpet. And it issued this huge trumpet blast, and then it... Uh, brought its trunk down on the piñata and hit it really hard. And cracks began to appear, and the piñata was swinging back and forth very violently. And then the seven elephants marched around the tree again. And, and uh, then the second elephant steps forward, lifts his trunk, turns into a shofar, blasts the trumpet sound, brings his trunk down on the piñata donkey, and makes more cracks. Then all the elephants walked around the tree again, and then the third one did that, They walked around. The fourth one did it. The fifth one did it. Now, when the sixth one did it, the head of the donkey came off because each one that did it brought more cracks, more cracks, and she was in great anticipation wondering what's inside that big bulging belly. And uh, the seventh angel stepped forward, sounded its trumpet, but did not bring its trunk down. Instead, all the elephants marched around uh, seven times, and then they all hit the pinata at once, and a huge amount of gold coins came out of the belly. And she looked at one of the coins, and it had Abraham's Lincoln's picture on one side and the words, uh, in God we trust and liberty on the other side. She picked up another coin in the vision, and uh, President Trump's face was on one side, and in God we stand and victory was on the other side. Now, this happened two weeks before the election, but when this Uh, vision dream started, she heard God speak these words, the thief has been caught and must pay back seven times. Now, we're going to see what that means. As I think about this, I believe that, uh, of course, there was fraud. The thief was stealing the election. But I also believe that uh, 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 quite a few of the uh, Democratic politicians like Clinton and Biden, uh, sold us out for personal gain, and other countries got our wealth. And uh, I believe uh, that the the piñata, if it was significant, it was made out of China rather than paper mache, 
I believe God's going to bring back the money that has been uh, stolen uh, through uh, just stupid trade deals and and uh, and corrupt things that have enriched certain politicians to the loss of our nation. So that was the word she heard. The the well, and then she heard the thief has been caught and must pay back seven times. But she also heard the words the wealth of the wicked has been stored up for the righteous. Now there isn't anybody more wicked than the. Uh, Chinese Communist Party, all right? And uh, she said that this victory of President Trump was going to free America from the curse of abortion and a great financial blessing will be released. Now, she didn't interpret what the meaning of the seven elephants was. But I can tell you what I believe, and that's just for what it's worth is what I what I think. We'll see if it proves out. But I believe that seven states will, seven more states will be announced for President Trump, maybe eight even. But North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. North Carolina will probably won, be won by the president. He's way ahead at this time. They still haven't called it for him. Uh, and then I believe one after another, uh, as these fraudulent things are investigated, these states will be declared for the president because the fake votes will be disqualified. Now, cracks then will be forming uh, in the Democratic Party victory. By the time the sixth state goes for President Trump, it should be clear that he's won, and that would symbolize uh, symbolized by the donkey pinata's head being destroyed. And uh, the seventh state to be declared then would would just give God uh, give President Trump uh, a great mandate uh, to govern a second term. Now the Bible says, "With God, one day is like a thousand years; a thousand years are like a day." So we know that to investigate all this stuff takes a long time, and we don't have a long time. But I'm asking God to speed the collection of evidence and expose the fraud that evil forces are denying and trying to conceal. Would you pray that? Would you pray that with me? Pray fervently for that. Now, I'm adding some fasting in because when we really want to show God how sincere we are and how bad we want something, when we deny ourselves food and fast, we show God we really mean business. So fasting is for the most serious times, the most serious needs. And uh, David sometimes fasted um, he would fast all day, wouldn't eat breakfast or lunch, and he'd wait till the sun went down. That's not too hard to do. I've been, I've been doing that some, and uh, other people are uh, way better at fasting. Uh, but anyway, let the Lord lead you there. And if you can add fasting into it, I think it's a very appropriate time to fast and pray. Now, here's another dream from Veronica West. She saw the president and Joe Biden lining up for a foot race. And the media was all cheering loudly for Joe Biden. And the man with the starting gun raised the pistol, and Joe Biden took off prematurely. And he got quite a few steps ahead, and then the gun went off, and President Trump waited till the gun went off and ran a legal race. But Joe Biden, in the vision, crossed the finish line first, and the media was celebrating him and declaring him the winner. <laughs> and and uh, But he had to come to get his prize before a a large table where nine judges were sitting. And when he went to claim the victory, they said, you won the race, but you've been disqualified. Now, of course, the Supreme Court has nine justices. And we know that the Pennsylvania legislature is the one that has the legal right to make the rules for elections. But we know, you should know, that the Democratic governor decided to allow votes to come in after the election was supposed to be ended and got a, a a lower court to okay that, but that will not stand before the Supreme Court because uh, it, it, Pennsylvania law is that only the legislature can set that and the governor bypassed the legislature. So every vote that came in after the election was supposed to be closed will end up being disqualified. And uh, Supreme Court Justice Alito has said that those votes must be set aside. That state's going to go to President Trump. All right, now, uh, so that was one vision. Here's another vision. I told you she, 
She has a fun ministry to hear all that from the Lord so regularly. But in another dream vision given just before the election, uh, she saw a large olive tree, beautiful big olive tree, which represented America, and an eagle came. A powerful eagle sat on top of the tree, and then there was a great shaking. And she said, I, it's, uh, just was a huge shaking. And ripe olives began to fall from the tree, but also black snakes fell out. And then it went from daylight to dark, and darkness covered the tree. But an owl came and sat on top of the tree, and every time a black snake would fall out, the owl would swoop down and devour it. And meanwhile, she said, Christians were marching around the tree, and the ripe olives beneath their feet were being smashed into olive oil, and it got uh, up to the top of their shoes, then up their ankles, and then eventually they were virtually swimming in a river of olive oil. And then in the end of the dream, a white uh, the light came back up, and a white dove came and sat on the tree, and there was peace. The eagle represents God coming as judge, and in my limited understanding, I think that the severe shaking means that as President Trump overcomes in one state after another, then those people who are partying now on the left and they're celebrating are going to be very, very angry. And uh, we don't know how much civil strife and what kind of things are going to shake the nation. But it uh, sounds good to have the black snakes uh, fall out of the tree and then the ripe olives would mean, you know, that more and more people are going to see how evil uh, things have become and they're going to turn to Christ. Now, I have a great urgency in my spirit to get three of my tracts published in quantity so that I can supply them to churches. And I believe that I have the very best soul winning tracts anywhere in the world. And I don't believe that there's any any better. Now, we have to do our part, and I don't have visions and dreams, but I have to do what I can do, and I can write and uh, think creatively with pictures. And so I've got three gospel tracks. One is The True Story of the Rescued Rat. One is You'd Make a Marvelous Christian. And one is Best News Ever. And... Uh, and the, You'd Make a Marvelous Christian was published. It was my f first thing I ever wrote. And over the years, then 250,000 copies of that illustrated tract have been printed, but uh, they were in black and white pictures. And so all the people looked like they're white people, which doesn't work anymore <laughs> in our society. So I've had those pictures put in color, and we're reformatting that getting ready to print. Now, Best News Ever is a condensed version of my soul-winning booklet. It's like a 27-page booklet, How to Receive the Life of God. There are 279,000 copies of that booklet in print in 17 languages, but for quite a few years now, we haven't gotten many sold or many in new languages, and it cannot be used in prisons because it has a staple in it. So this tract is a condensed version, and uh, it's going to be so much cheaper than a booklet Plus, it'll be able to be used in uh, prisons. And then the artwork is all turned into color. And then, uh, then the people, you know, we have uh, uh, people of all different races in the, in the tract. All right, now each one of these tracts will require approximately $2,000 to print 15,000 of them. The True Story of the Rescued Rat is a very classy uh, tract brochure. Uh, it will cost $2,225 to print 15000 not counting shipping. The others might be a little bit cheaper. I'm just assuming 2000 each would be a good figure. Now, listen to me. The body of Christ, we're kind of like a fishing boat, a commercial fishing boat. When they watch in the fish finder and they get over a big school of fish, they stop the boat and the captain says, get your bait down, we're over the fish. Well, friend, that's what's happening right now in the spirit. We need our bait ready because we're getting over the fish. Now, here's another recent dream. This was posted November 10th, so it was a week after the election. But Veronica shared that in this vision, she saw a snake that was belly up, lying still, and it looked completely dead. 
and in the vision, she bends down to touch the snake, and the head comes alive and tries to bite her, and she just barely avoids getting bit. And then the Lord told her that the devil, before the election, had tried to lull us into sleep by making us think that the Biden candidacy was dead, because every time he'd have a rally, there'd just be a few tiny people there. They couldn't hardly draw a crowd while President Trump was having huge rallies. And uh, God told her that was actually a satanic plot to get people to assume everything was going to be fine. But really, the campaign wasn't dead. Instead, it was operating in the shadows to plan this massive nationwide uh, voter voter fraud scam. Now then, she had, uh, uh, same night, she had another vision of uh, a rattlesnake. And the rattlesnake was writhing on the ground. I mean, it really looked alive. And its rattler was really rattling, and it was stirring up a bunch of dust, but its head was cut off. It was dead, but it was writhing. You know how you cut the head off a chicken, it'll run around for a while. If you cut the head off of a snake, its body will writhe for a while. That's what was going on, but it was rattling. And uh, so then God told her that now, after the election, Biden's campaign is actually lost. It's actually dead. But it's, uh, the devil is trying to create the false impression that it has won, that it's alive. And again, the devil's trying to get us to think that our cause is lost, that the, the Biden uh, you know, campaign is alive and well. And uh, again, both strategies before and after the election are trying to get us to think we don't need to pray before the election and after the election, there's no use to pray. It's lost. You see the strategy there, don't get people praying because what happens if you pray? Well, then God's will gets done on the earth and we'll have a national revival and we'll have national prosperity. All right, in November 10, uh, she, Veronica posted a one-hour and 19-minute uh, video. And so I just immediately I stopped everything I was doing just watched it. And in that video, God, uh, she said that God told her, listen to this, that Donald J. Trump was not God's first choice to be president and lead America back into spiritual life and greatness. But Donald J. Trump was the one who said yes. He wasn't God's first choice. He was somewhere on the list. But he was the one that was willing to risk it all, pay the price, take all the hits, get all the verbal abuse. And he's the one like Isaiah when God said, who, can, who will go for us? Whom shall we send? Isaiah spoke up and said, here I am, send me. And that's what Donald Trump did. Now, he has faults. But he was willing to obey God and fight for the very survival of this nation, even if it meant great personal cost and suffering. And it has. His business has suffered. And, of course, uh, well, you know that he's been under constant attack uh, ever since he announced that he was running. But keep it in mind, he's the one that said yes to God. So don't uh, treat him with scorn. Don't uh, just look at, at uh, flaws that you might be able to find. Now, in this vision, which had so many phases, and it was very long, but she saw a parallel between Moses and Donald Trump. And it's hard to sum it up in a few words, but I'm going to try and then ask you to see if you can find it and watch it. She saw a vision of Donald Trump accepting the presidency in his first term, and he had his shoes on, and they were shiny. But when she saw him taking the oath of office in the second term, his shoes were off. He was barefooted. Now, when God appeared to Moses in the burning bush, God said to Moses, take your shoes off. You're standing on holy ground. All right, now in this vision, she saw Donald Trump on the mountain of the Lord as if he was kneeling as he, you know, in England, when they'd knight somebody, they'd take a sword and they'd touch their shoulder with the sword. Well, the sword from heaven came down on his right shoulder and the number five appeared. Five is the number of grace. And then the sword from heaven touched his left shoulder and the number five appeared. And God told her that he was giving President Trump a double portion of grace. And when she saw him come down from the mountain, uh, well, remember that when Moses came down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments, the people had rejected God 
and they'd thrown their gold and silver jewelry into a, a boiling pot, and uh, and they made a golden calf. They made an idol, and they were dancing around celebrating and pagan revelry. And she said that in this vision, she saw billionaires and millionaires throwing their gold and silver and jewelry into a witch's cauldron that was boiling, and out of the boiling pot came a golden calf, and they were dancing around it. having an, Now, remember, this is a vision. And uh, Donald Trump took a huge mantle of grace and threw it over the entire nation. Remember when Moses came down, he threw the tablets that God had written with his own finger, the Ten Commandments. He threw them down and they broke and then he destroyed the golden calf. And so uh, she says that God's grace is going to bring victory over the idolatrous and wicked plan of the devil for this nation. And God is going to use President Trump with a double portion of a grace anointing. Now, in another recent vision, and this was after the election, but she saw this vision of Donald Trump and Joe Biden playing poker. And she admits that she knows nothing of the rules of poker. <laughs> but there was a huge staff stack of uh, gold coins in the middle of the table. And uh, Donald Trump took off his watch and threw it in the pile of gold coins. And it was a Triumph watch. That was a brand name, had the word Triumph on it. And when the time came to lay down their cards and show their hands, Donald Trump laid his cards down and said, full house. And Joe Biden evidently didn't have that good of a hand. So he stood up and cursed and became angry because he lost. And then in the vision, uh, Trump, uh, Donald Trump takes both arms, wraps them around this huge pile of gold coins and brings them into his possession. Now, if you know anything about poker, you'll know that a full house is three cards of one kind and two of another, and it will beat three of a kind or two pairs. Um, she never said what Joe's cards were, but I'm thinking there must be a prophetic significance to the words full house that Trump says in the vision because, you know, you could have a higher hand. You could have a royal flush. The highest hand would be... And, and the royal flush is the ace, king, queen, jack, and ten of spades. Um, that's the best. Now, you could, have a, a, you could have a royal flush in diamonds or hearts or clubs, but it wouldn't be as high as the one in spades. Or you could have a, 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 a straight flush, which would be like ten, nine, eight, seven, six in any one of those. Uh, that would be a straight flush. Th those would all beat a... a a full house. But he won with a full house. So I'm thinking by the time these uh, fraudulent things are found out, it's very possible that the Republicans could win back the House of Representatives. They've already uh, won maybe up to 12 seats. And just today I read that uh, one from Connecticut who the victory had been awarded to the Democrat, but they found a whole bunch of votes that had not been counted and, and the Republican actually won. And so then there's, a, there's another one. Now, we, I can't tell you for sure what the significance is of, of the full house, but uh, I'm, I'm watching carefully to see if that might be the meaning. Now, I'm coming to the conclusion of this message. I've done my best to give you a revelation of God's will through scriptures because God has to bless those who bless Israel. And if we ask for a good thing, God's not going to give us a snake or a scorpion. And uh, so I've done my best to reveal through scripture, if we ask anything according to God's will, he hears us. All right, so we have all those scriptural things, and then I've given you some of these dynamic prophetic words. Now, what I hope you'll do is pray as if the victory is up to you. Uh, you know, something like I think January 5th is going to be the big election for two senators in Georgia that would, uh, if the Democrats won them both, then the Senate would be 50-50, and if Kamala Harris was the vice president, she'd be the tiebreaker. So, if you think that's important, you want to be praying like it all depends on you. And if you think it's important that uh, President Trump uh, get a second term and that the election integrity be saved and 
uh, voter fraud not be uh, nullifying the votes of over 70 million Americans, then pray as if it depends on you. Now, I didn't put this in my notes, but I remember that Isaiah prophesied that God was going to destroy the, the oppressive Syrian army in chapter 10 of Isaiah. But it didn't get destroyed until chapter 37 when Hezekiah prayed. And then God sent an angel out and destroyed 185,000 enemy troops and the city and nation was saved. But God spoke to Hezekiah and said these words, Because you prayed. And he was only one guy. And so I want you to, I want God to be able to say to you, because you prayed. Now, go back to the first story where Elisha told the king, there's victory. That's the arrow of victory. Now take the arrows and strike the ground. In other words, claim the victory. Claim the victory. Believe it. Claim it. But he did it in a half-hearted way. We must not settle for a half-hearted victory. We've got to have not only uh, the fraud exposed, President Trump another term, but, but we've got to see Roe v. Wade overturned and see the, the wonderful return of national wealth and a, and a great and massive harvest of souls. Will there be a shaking? I, I believe there will be a great shaking. I believe there will be... Uh, uh, I believe the forces of the evil will uh, riot like crazy, and uh, but they're not going to be able to overturn God's will. So will you pray like it all depends on you? Will you keep striking the arrows of prayer? Father, we ask you to seal these words to our heart and use each one of us to pray that heaven's will will be done on earth as 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 it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now help each of us repent of our own sins and walk with you in fellowship so that when we pray, nothing hinders our prayers. And then help us pray as if everything depends on us. Come through the door that we open and bring massive glory to your name. Now say his name with me. We ask it in... Jesus name. If you would like to partner with us at Encouragement Expert, please email us at pastorbacker at gmail.com or you can write P.O. Box 485 Cresswell, Oregon 97426.